0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV, the insane tasting and portable powder drink mix. So basically, Liquid IV is changing and enhancing the way we hydrate. I like to keep little packets in my purse and bring it along when I travel. If you have altitude sickness, it's fab for that. You just add it to your water and drink it down. It's also very, very efficient for champagne hangovers. Okay, so for those of you who want to try Liquid IV, the team is offering all TSC, him, and her listeners 15% off at checkout when you enter the code SKINNY15. Definitely try it when you're jet lagged and hungover. Let me know what you think. Go to liquid IV.com and enter promo code SKINNY15 at checkout.
2: This episode is brought to you by Casper. Casper offers the most comfortable and affordable mattresses on the market, in our opinion. With over 20,000 five-star reviews and over a million satisfied customers, you can trust that Casper does what they say, and that's providing better sleep, which leads to better everything. Casper mattresses are built with zone support memory foam and breathable open cell foam to keep you cool while you sleep. Lauren and I recently got rid of our overpriced mattresses, which were killing my hips and got the Casper mattress. We love it and can't say enough good things. To try Casper, go to www.casper.com skinny and use code skinny to get $50 towards select mattresses with a hundred day money back guarantee trial and free shipping. Again, that's casper.com skinny and then use promo code skinny. Terms and conditions do apply. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh Aha!
0: But yeah, it was so crazy. And so for about a year, year and a half, it was strictly like studios were calling, makeup artists, different actors, you know, in, in the industry, and then all of a sudden, about a year, year and a half later, as I said, um, we got a phone call from the vice president of beauty for Neiman Marcus. And she said, I got this product from a friend. I think it's fantastic. Are you familiar with Neiman Marcus? Um, I, it Are you familiar? I <laughs> uh, no. oh, oh. Neiman Hill? Right. I was like, yes, and I can't afford to shop there. So. <laughs> but I do know Neiman.
2: Hola. ¿Qué pasa, amigos and amigas? Amigos amigas? I've been practicing on my Espanol. Mi Espanol. It's muy bueno. It's más o menos. Más o menos. Ooh. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. If you are new to the show, thank you for joining. My name is Michael Bostick. I am the co host of this show, a serial entrepreneur, and most recently, the CEO of the female focus podcast network, Dear Media, constantly crushing it in the female podcast arena.
1: And I'm Lauren Everett's bostic sometimes just Lauren Everett's depending on the day. If I'm mad at Michael. Depends
2: if I piss her off with bad Spanish. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, and I am the founder of The Skinny Confidential, which is your cheeky resource for beauty, wellness and business. So today, very excited about this episode because you know how obsessed I am with skin and you know how obsessed I am with business. It really fits really great together. Uh, Shannon is the founder of Glam Glow and she is amazing. I think that it's important to point out in this episode um, how Shannon got started.
2: Well, I think it's more important than that because I think you'll hear it in the episode. It's important to, to recognize the pattern here, right? Where You see a multi-multi-million dollar business being created by literally solving a small problem, right? Um, and you'll see, you'll hear in the episode, there was a problem that existed. People wanted an instant or not instant, but quick result skin fix, um, to be camera ready. And so Shannon and her partner set out to create that. And it's because of that, that they created this multi multi-million dollar business. And I think sometimes, you know, people get so focused on these grand ideas that they stop focusing on like, okay, what are some small problems we can solve?
1: Shannon really created her own niche category with this too. And and we talk about this in the episode, but what she's essentially selling is time. So no one wanted to go get a facial and have the results happen weeks later. They wanted instant results, like Michael said. So uh, I have massive respect for that. I think that she really tapped into something that people wanted and she made a product that solved the problem.
2: Yeah. So if you're out there and you're thinking about some grand idea, maybe kind of think about it granularly and think okay what are some little problems or inconveniences or annoyances that I have in my life that I wish I didn't have it's so funny when things like Uber come out everyone's like wow that was such a simple easy idea Airbnb simple easy idea just solving little pain points saving people time Postmates like why did nobody think about that I remember I used to what is that what is those like like um, Grubhub or stuff. You had to go online yeah, and like put in your order that? and then you have to like, but it was just a mess. Mobile waiter, mobile waiter. Yeah. And
1: Vintage. Then all of
2: a sudden Postmates comes out, Uber eats and it's just, you know, Postmates again, selling takes time. All my money. Oh, I know. Well,
1: what, what they're really selling again though, Uber and Postmates is time. People's time. I actually Postmated my coffee today, which is bleak, but I'm just being
2: honest. You know what I, your problem is. I literally have seen you Postmate stuff to the sandwich shop. That's like maybe one block from our house. Okay,
1: so a couple times when I was hungover, I I literally postmated a veggie sandwich with sprouts and avocado on sourdough with a little bit of provolone cheese and spicy mustard and pepperoncinis. To the house.
2: I get embarrassed when you do that.
1: I don't know why you get embarrassed. It's
2: embarrassing because the guy's probably no, like, "Okay." No, I don't
1: want to go out in my hungover pajamas and and order the sandwich and have to deal with it.
2: I can understand if it's like down a few blocks, you gotta get in the car, but it's embarrassing because you could just walk downstairs, and I feel like whoever's delivering is like, "Man, what a bunch of lazy people."
1: When you tell me it embarrasses you, I want to do it every second. Yeah,
2: like, it's embarrassing. I don't. I, those are the ones I refuse. I'm like, I'm not gonna go down there and if get it. If
1: you're a Postmate and you see someone across the street Postmating a sandwich, that's me.
2: Remember we had the Postmate get stuck in our elevator?
1: Yes. Br- shout out to Brittany. We had. Had a TSC reader drop my Postmates off then as she was leaving she saw that there was a skinny confidential chair in our foyer and realized oh I just I just dropped her Postmates and then she got stuck in the elevator I felt so bad. She was stuck for an hour. Wasn't
2: she snapping you or tweeting you or something? She was
1: snapping me and tweeting me, and I was freaking out and trying to help her get out. And she was so cute. She said, I don't even care that I got stuck in the elevator. All I cared about was I think I got Lauren the wrong almond milk. It was the right almond milk, though, Brittany, so don't worry. It was unsweetened.
2: Postmates, (laughs) selling you time and taking your money.
1: Speaking of solving pain points, let's talk about Casper mattresses. Guys, they have over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across the board. Casper is quickly becoming one of the internet's favorite mattresses. I know it's my favorite. We got rid of our mattress and got a Casper. We're obsessed, okay? Michael and I both have back and neck issues. I have the worst uh, neck issue from lateral whiplash, and we wanted to find a mattress that was built to contour the curves of our body, but also provide support and comfort for both of us, okay? Also, Casper mattresses, they, they keep you cool. Michael runs hot. Anyway, I know a lot of people have been talking about Casper mattresses, but with over 1 million customers, there's a reason. There's a reason I have it. We love it. Think about it. A million people have bought and used this mattress. You don't get those numbers without reason, okay? Okay. Every Casper mattress is built with what they call zoned support, which sounds great, but if you really break it down, it just means that the different areas of the mattress satisfy different areas of your body. Love this. For example, it's firmer under the hips, which Michael needs, and softer under the shoulders to keep you aligned, which is what I need. It also has this pressure relief memory foam, which is actually my favorite part of the mattress. And this adds comfort. So they use these open cell foams, which allow hot air to escape. So like I said, the mattress doesn't overheat or get too cool. Our chihuahuas love this feature. I have to say Michael and I were shocked at how comfortable the mattresses were uh, when we first got them. They basically shipped it directly to our house in a small box. And the box is like the size of a large suitcase, okay? So it's not overwhelming. I I actually don't even know how they got it in there considering we have a king size bed. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial. Love that. You spend a third of your life in bed so you should be comfortable and you can rest assured get it, rest, (laughs) that with Casper, you will be. It's also very affordable because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Casper has free shipping and returns in the United States and in Canada. It's honestly like sleeping on a cloud. We're both knocked out, sleeping well, little CBD, maybe some calm tea all night with the best mattress. So if you're ready to try Casper, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com skinny and using code skinny at checkout. Again, go to casper.com skinny and use promo code skinny to get $50 towards select mattresses at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Most of you guys have heard of Glam Glow or used it to take a selfie, it's so pretty. Anyway, Glamglow was founded by Glenn and Shannon Delimore in 2010 exclusively for backstage and professional use in Hollywood's entertainment, music, fashion, and award industries. In 2011, Glam Glow was made available for retail and has taken the world by storm in the months that followed. Distribution had increased to 86 countries with over 6,500 luxury retail stores. Stores like Neiman Marcus, Sephora, The Works. With that, let's welcome the badass founder of Glam Glow, Shannon Delamore. Okay, Shannon, let's go back in time. Where did you grow up? And we want to know all about your childhood. What was it like?
0: (laughs) Well, I grew up here in Los Angeles in the Valley. Um, Single mom. So it was my mom, myself, my grandma. And, uh, you know, it was just a normal childhood. Nothing. My mom was uh, hardworking, didn't make a lot of money. You know, we didn't have a lot, um, but she did the best that she could and, you know, raised me. Um, I wasn't really into any sports or anything like that. I was a terrible student, (laughs) probably ditched more than I was at school, which is a terrible thing to say. Um, But I mean, I had a good childhood. My mom was very inspirational to me, um, just like in my life. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm born and raised here and I'm still here. Where I don't do know if think, that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think
2: it's a good thing. Where, <laughs> where do you think you get your entrepreneurial tendencies? Is there something that you can recall to in your childhood that triggered that? Have you always been like that? Or
0: No, I was never an entrepreneur. If you would have asked me, you know, all throughout childhood, teenage years, you know, younger adult years, there was no way I was ever gonna have my own business. I was very, you know, once I started my career, I started in the legal field. And I didn't know, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And I knew it was a lot of time in school and a lot of money, which I didn't couldn't really afford. So I thought, well, let me go to paralegal school. So I did that first because it was easy. I could do it at night. I could still work. I worked at, you know, just random places, Party City and, you know, clothing stores and what have you, and went to paralegal school at night and then got a job in a law office as a receptionist and kind of started in the legal field as I was going to school and then kind of just moved my way up as I finished school. But never once did I ever think about having a business. I mean, I don't maybe I wasn't confident enough. Maybe I was scared. I don't know what it was. But like, if you would have asked me, I would have said, no way would that ever happen. Um, And, you know, really, if it wasn't for um, my partner in Glam Glow, I wouldn't have ever done a business. But, you know, he really like pushed me and said, we can do this. And he was more of an entrepreneur. And that was always his thing. Um, So, I mean, grateful that, kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone because I found something that turns out I'm pretty good at. (laughs) So
1: I know that you fell into this because you were at a party. Yes. And a very famous actor, Keanu Reeves, mentioned that he... Wanted something that he could put on his face and go like I think that everything sometimes maybe back in the day I would say was a lot of time. It sounds like he wanted to to buy time with a mask Mm -hmm. So how did you decide I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to develop this mask for Keanu
0: Reeves I mean you're at a party are you guys drinking like what's the vibe especially if
2: that wasn't your background,
0: right? Yeah, so we you know, we lived up in the Hollywood Hills. We happened to be at this party There was a lot of actors um, my Glam, the partner in Glam Glow, um, he happened to have meet met Keanu through some other friends, and so he happened to be at this party as well. And there was other actors in the entertainment industry, and so it was literally just we're having dinner, we're drinking, we're talking random conversations, and the conversation just came up about you know I'm getting older, my skin is starting to suffer, you know what can I use? Does anybody know anything I can use that will kind of like work really fast um, and give me this kind of camera skin? And we're like, well, what does that mean? Um, and so he started saying, look, you know, I'm, you know, I'm aging, I have the fine lines, you know, my, my skin looks a little dull and tired and I feel a little bit dehydrated. And so everybody started talking about what they use and a lot of it was products that, you know, you needed to use several different things or there was nothing that really talked about instant results. And my mom worked for Chanel for, I think it was like almost 25 years at the time. And I said, Chanel has got to sell something. I'm sure I can find you something. I'll go and ask my mom. And my partner, he knew a lot of doctors and estheticians because he kind of, that was kind of his background. He kind of developed spas and various things. And he said, I'm sure I can get something for you. So we finished the party. We left. We went away. And we said, okay. well, let's see if we can get him something. So I called my mom, you know, the next day. And she said, no, he would need to use this this and this you know for 30 days to see some you know difference in the skin I said well that's not what he was talking about and so Glenn uh, is my partner he went to um, uh, some of the doctors and estheticians that he knew and they said yes we have really amazing things but he has to come in because we can't give it to you it's not an at-home type thing different acids and various things so there's nothing we can give him to, to take away and so we went back and we're like well we couldn't you know find anything and so we thought well, how could we go back to Keanu and say like, yeah, we didn't find you anything? We kind of failed. So we thought there's got to be a way to make something. You know, let's do some research. Obviously, a paralegal, I have some research background, and let's re- research ingredients. Like, what ingredients would we want to see in a product? And so just googled, you know, exfoliation, brightening, like all these different things that we were talking about, and what are those ingredients under those that we would want to see? And we started kind of pulling things out and reading about them, you know, and we found some like green tea and, you know, just different things. So then we thought, okay, well, now what do we do? (laughs) You know, we don't know how to make this stuff. So I started calling a bunch of labs around LA and saying, you know, I want to make this one product. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we have a 50,000 minimum. I'm like, no, I just want like one little jar. And so somehow I found this little lab down near San Diego and got on the phone and the owner happened to, to be on the phone with me and was talking and, she said, you know, we have minimums and all these these things, but I, I sense something in your voice. I don't know what it is, but let me tell you about me. And she was a massage therapist who started massage oils in her garage. So she's like, and then I built this, you know, this company, manufacturing, yeah. this manufacturing company. And why don't you come down if you want to take the drive all the way to near San Diego, I'll sit down with you. I don't know if I can help you, but let's see if we can talk. So we went down there. Uh, called in sick from work, you know, drove down there and came with my like little list of ingredients, and sat with her and her chemist and just kind of went through like what we were looking for. And she said, "Well, we can definitely help you, but it's going to cost." And it was like several thousand dollars. And um, we were married at the time, uh, my partner and I, and um, we had no money. I was pregnant with our daughter. The economy just crashed. We bought a house, so it's not like we had this excess money. And so we said, "There's no way we can do something like this. We're trying to just do it for a friend." Somehow that's John Wick. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. can't fuck around with John Wick.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I guess what my one of my questions, and I don't want to interrupt too much, but why was it so important to develop this part? Like, did you go into this knowing, okay, I can make a business? You just wanted to figure it out. No,
0: we just wanted to figure it out. We just thought. You know, we couldn't go back to him. So let's see. Like, it was kind of just, like, fun. But no way did we even think about having a business. If John Wick
1: asked you to create a product, you would figure it out, too. (laughs) I'm hitting the
0: streets. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, exactly. Hitting the ground running. Yeah, so, like, somehow we convinced her to do it. And uh, she ended up agreeing to do it for the cost of the raw materials. Um, And it was $80. And, you know, we said, okay. So we got her to do it. And they went away and, you know, we had lots of conversations about the ingredients and various things. And one of the things that, uh, we wanted to see in the product was green tea because we noticed that it was a common ingredient in a lot of skincare products. But we also knew that green tea was really good for your body and drinking it and all of these things. But we didn't, since we weren't coming from the industry, we, we knew nothing. And so green tea extract was everything that we saw. So we asked the chemists, well, what does that mean exactly? And they explained how extracts work and you distill the ingredient, you get this extract and all this stuff, but it's not as potent as using like the actual you know raw ingredient so we said, well, why don't you use the real green tea leaves? Um, and they said, no, there's no way. You can't use a leaf in a skincare product. It's going to have mold and bacteria and all of these things. and the so compatibility we... issues. Exactly. Yeah. So we said, well, you're the chemist. You figure it out. And so we gave them this challenge. And they ended up figuring it out. And they sent us the formula, the first formula. And still to this day, it's our youth mud. It's the black packaging. And that's the original. That's the baby. Um, and they sent it to us. And they said, you know, here, we're sending you the product, we want you you to try it. And they hadn't tried it, but what they did notice what was happening was the green tea leaves were actually steeping in the mud. So like a cup of tea, all the nutrients were releasing right into the mud. So they sent it to us. We tried it. You know, we, we got it at home. Is this the peel-off one that we no, all love? This that's is different. Gravity, okay. yeah, that's okay. gravity. Right. Gravity came like maybe four or five later. Okay, this is the black one. Um, it really tingles when you put it on, and it has these pieces of tea leaf in there. But we got it at home, and I'm very stubborn. So we got it at home, and I like didn't want to try it. I was like, no way. And I wasn't into skincare. I wasn't into beauty. I barely wore any makeup. You know, barely washed my face. Maybe Cetaphil or something like that, and that was it. Even though my mom was from Chanel, like nothing. Holy Just shit! I imagine thing. you like yeah. the skincare. No, okay, wasn't my thing at all. So, um, so I kind of refused to try it. and I said, you go try it. So he tries it, comes back and says, yeah, it was okay. It was all right why don't you go try it so finally I go and try it and I put it on my face and I'm like oh my gosh like it's tingling and there's things happening I'm like what is going on and then there was these green tea leaf pieces on my face like all over I'm like this is really weird like I have like a bush on my face like this is strange so I started (laughs) I started pulling the tea leaves off and he comes in the bathroom he's like what are you doing I said well this is I don't like this and he's like but why don't you think there's something missing it's kind of plain now and a little boring I was like no and then he leaves and I'm looking in the mirror and it's still tingling and it's starting to dry and something resonated that yeah it wasn't the same so I put all the tea leaves back on but then I removed it and when I removed it I was like okay so the bathroom was kind of dark not a not not a lot of natural light so I go out in our living room with tons of natural light and French doors and I crawl up on the sofa with this big mirror behind the sofa and I'm literally like in awe of my skin like my skin was completely transformed I mean it was smoother softer brighter glowier I mean just I've tried all your masks <laughs> I don't think I've tried this one I'm gonna oh, go get to this one it. okay yeah. yeah okay yeah you have to try it so I mean, it, it definitely produced this instant result. And I looked at him and I said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. He goes, yeah, I know. I just didn't want to say anything to you because I didn't want to sway your opinion. So we were like, wow, OK. So they sent us this little tiny batch, you know, and so now we're like, well, what do we do? So we we got in these little tiny, like plain white little jars and we're like, well, let's put it in the jar and give it to Kanu and, you know, whoever else and see if they like it, but still never intending to have a business so we scooped it in and you know put it in a ziploc bag and you know the ziploc bag exploded there was like mud everywhere it was crazy but anyway so we put it in these little jars and um we gave it to him and a few other people and they all came back and said my gosh this stuff is amazing It's working. Like, I see a difference. How do I get more? And we didn't say it was ours. We didn't say we made it. We were just like, try it. Why why was that? Because if they didn't like it, we didn't want to. You want to be like. (laughs) We didn't want to be like. If Keanu says it's amazing, it
1: was probably like insane.
0: (laughs) Right.
2: Feeling a little parched. Feeling a little dehydrated. So let's talk about one of my favorite portable powder drink mixes. I've been drinking it a lot pretty much this entire year, and it's called Liquid IV. It's a game changer, we've talked about it before. Essentially, Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that utilizes CTT, or cellular transport technology, if you want to be fancy, to deliver hydration to the bloodstream faster. It's portable, really easy to throw in your pocket, or in some of your ladies' cases, the bag, really easy to take on the go, throw it in your purse, backpack, wherever. Lauren throws it in her purse, and I use it in my briefcase, backpack, or even sometimes pocket, depending on where I'm going. to carry it around with me. We have been traveling so much this year and fighting jet lag on a regular basis. And a couple hangovers. And a lot of hangovers, yes. I was using the jet lag to kind of make myself sound better. Um, We've been on so many flights and we get so dehydrated. This product has been a game changer. Like I said, we use it all the time. Adding one pack to 16 to 20 ounces of water is equivalent to drinking three bottles of water. Staying hydrated is one of the most important things that you can do for your body. Pretty much every skin and health expert that we've had on the show's biggest tips have stay hydrated even more so than staying out of the sun lauren i know you don't like that it's soy free gluten free and vegan for all the people out there that have those sensitivities with liquid iv you don't have to worry about any preservatives or artificial sweeteners or colors and it's dairy free as well so got a lot of those things going it comes in two flavors today i am drinking my favorite the lemon and lime i also like the berry flavor i use that one all the time as well Anyway, Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster than water alone and contains three times the electrolytes of sports drinks, throw it in your water to boost mental clarity. I even added to my calm tea last night before I went to bed so that I could be hydrated when I woke up in the morning. So for those of you that want to try this product, the team at Liquid IV is offering all of our listeners 15% off at checkout when you enter code SKINNY15 at checkout. Definitely try this if you're jet lagged or hungover, like I said. So go to liquid-iv.com and enter code SKINNY15 at checkout to try the product. That's liquid-iv.com and enter code skinny15 at checkout.
0: So, um, you know, came, he came back and asked for a few more. And uh, all of a sudden, we got a call from the VP of uh, talent for 20th Century Fox. And she said, I got this product. I understand it's yours. Because now, at this point, we had, you know, said that we made it. Um, and i you know i want to use it for some of my talent i think this would be great to prep the skin before makeup i do you know at the at the time it was desperate housewives american idol had just kind of recently launched a few other shows so
2: what does that offer look like is it they want to buy it mm, straight up or they want to partner with you in some kind of way or,
0: no it was just, just like they just want to use you, it yeah can you just you know Drop get off. some yeah can you get some so we're like okay So we got another little batch made and we, you know, started filling the jars and giving it out. Do you have your labels on it at this point? No. No no, name, nothing. No name. No name, no packaging. And so it was just literally starting to be used behind the scenes, you know, different, you know, makeup artists, different, you know, people were calling. Natalie Portman had tried it and she called and we ran and gave it to her. And then I remember seeing her at the Hollywood Farmers Market. And, you know, we walked by and Glenn goes, oh, there's, you know, Natalie. And I was like, oh, okay." And he goes, Natalie, how did you like the, you know the product and she was like it was amazing i mean it was it was but just, did she know awesome. it was
2: from you guys or just randomly she said did that? at oh, this okay, yeah okay, cool. at this
0: point because they actually like met funny. and gave it to each other yeah um but yeah it was so crazy and so for about a year year and a half it was strictly like studios were calling makeup artists different actors you know in, in the industry and then all of a sudden about a year year and a half later as i said um we got a phone call from the vice president of beauty for neiman marcus and she said i got this product from a friend I think it's fantastic are you familiar with neiman marcus um I, it are you familiar I uh, no, uh, neiman hill right. i was like yes and i can't afford to shop there <laughs> but i do know neiman's um so and Neiman's she, never heard of her yeah and she just said it doesn't compete with anything we sell i think it's a perfect add-on it's you know incredible do you have a name do you have packaging and we said no and she said well if you can show me you know what this would look like. I would love to put it in all my 40 stores and online. Um and you know, we kind of got off the call and we were like, "Oh my gosh." And you know, he's, "Yes, let's do this." And I'm thinking, "With what money, you know?" And how
1: long after how long after you
2: had started it did this happen?
0: This was probably a year and a half. So what yeah.
2: what kind of Thought goes through your mind, right? You're a little bit scared at the time, obviously, because yeah. it's a big it's a big undertaking to, yeah. to f- fulfill orders for Neiman Marcus. Um, do you remember what you were thinking at that time?
0: Well, I actually remember taking the phone call in my law office at my cubicle, kind of hiding under the desk. Didn't want to scream because I'm in the office. And I just thought kind of what just happened here? And more so, do I really want to do this? Because I was more like, oh, my God, this is never going to work. I have to quit my job. Who's going to pay my bills? How am I going to get health insurance? You know, all of these things that, you know, you're so comfortable. You have your 401k and all this when you're, you know, corporate employee. Um, Not every, not that your salary is always guaranteed because you can be let go or whatever, but it's safe. Exactly. It's safer. So, you know, we started talking about it and we sat down that night and created the name and created the packaging. um, And, Agreed that you know he would kind of leave his job first and kind of do all of this initial stuff, and then we would see. Um, and a couple months later, as we're about to launch into Neiman's, you know they want you to go to all their stores and do trainings and all of these things. So I thought, well, I really I'm gonna have to quit my job. So it took a lot of courage and you know wine, I don't know, but <laughs> just to really get me to to think that I could do this. I cashed out my 401k. Um, we lived off of that uh, for a while you know we we made it work and and I learned so much from it
2: but you know it's funny but from an investment standpoint like firms would want to probably back somebody like you that mm. knows every facet of the business and is putting that work it's always scary right if you're somebody comes and say yeah, I've never done this so I got this idea I need a big check and then got to go figure right. out along the way like you know there's gonna be an extreme burn right there right so I think and I also think that as the founder of something like that you can't really learn the business and all the little intricacies of it if you're not the one starting and doing it right, right. Like you, you have to kind of learn that
0: right no absolutely i mean i literally did everything i was the shipper i was the biller i was the filler at times you know i was the ceo i was the you, you know male girl every
2: facet of the business yeah
0: every facet and you know I, I remember the day when neiman said okay well you know they knew we hadn't um you know ever been in retail we didn't have a brand but they had made this comment they said are you edi compliant i had no idea what the hell they were talking about i said yes absolutely i mean you know and then i got off the phone i googled edi i mean it's like the back-end system that you know talks to like their system for orders and everything so i quickly found a company talked to a few and then became edi compliant but it's kind of you know We just did it. You know, it goes into the theme that I've seen
1: across all the entrepreneurs and CEOs that we've interviewed. They all figure it out Yes, it's instead of feeling fearful. They just figure it out and they make it happen Mm -hmm. So while you're you're getting everything into Neiman's uh, At what point did you realize holy shit? This is a big business and people really like this and we're gonna take it a step further and
0: develop more masks so we launched at Neiman's in uh, July of 2011, <clears throat> and then um, they have a beauty awards every year. And so I remember the buyer had contacted us in around I think it was like November and said, "You've been nominated for the Neiman Marcus Beauty Awards." I mean, we had literally just launched. We're like, well, "What are you What are you talking about?" They're like, "It's a big deal, and it's consumer based Like, we don't vote; it's the consumers." So we're like, "Wow." And then we ended up winning and so december was the awards and we beat chanel we beat estee lauder we beat la mer i mean these amazing brands and we sort of came out of nowhere but i think you know that was kind of the first step and we were like oh my gosh people are really loving it the fact that we actually like beat these brands but i think it was because we came at a time where there weren't these small niche indie brands we were like the only one the mask category was completely dead so even though brands had masks it was just a dead category. So we came out with this one little mud mask. It was $69 at the time and out of nowhere. But we also talked about instant results. So it had to work instantly. And it was this 10 minute facial in a jar. So there was nothing being talked about. And people were really starting to want instant things at that time. You know, the iPhones and all these things were like really coming up in social media and all of that. Um, So that was like a really big thing for us. You were selling time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So who wants to wait 30 days to see 20% difference in your skin?
2: No one. No. And a lot of people don't, like, they're a little skeptical, like, can I really see something after 30 days? Right, Right. and are
0: you really going to be looking? You're going to give up. You're going to be like, forget it, you know? How did Um, social media impact what you
1: decided to make? Because a lot of the masks that you make, are, I think, are genius, because you want to put them on your Instagram.
0: Well, the thing is, social media really wasn't that big at the time, like as it is now. So, and we swore to each other. We were like, we are only going to make this one product. The world doesn't need another Glam Glow product. Like, that's it. But we were still doing behind the scenes for American Idol and things. And um, the second mask, which is our Super Mud, which is our, you know, I mean, it's just worldwide. It's number one bestseller. Um, for problematic skin. And so the way that one came about is we were doing the behind the scenes uh, still for American Idol. A lot of the kids, you know, they're young kids. They're not used to being in this industry. They have tons of makeup on. They're under these lights. Their skin was starting to really break out because this is so new to them. They're not washing their face and everything. So they would ask us, do you have anything? I have this breakout. I have all these little things happening to my skin. And the judges were saying similar things too. And we're like, huh. And at the time I never had skin problems growing up. But I started getting this hormonal adult acne on my chin, and I was getting some cystic breakouts. Like I was having a problem too. So we're like, well, how can we do something that's you know that would help problematic skin? So then we set out to create the second product, and that took quite a lot of time because we really wanted something that was super efficacious. Um, and Super Mud has six different acids in it where most products that have acids had one or maybe two acids. You know we had six that are like super efficacious we had to balance them properly so they didn't hurt the skin um and so we launched it and um we had already always said so neiman's was a big deal for us like when we launched with neiman's but sephora for us was like really big because sephora was this huge powerhouse and we were like you know what if we could ever get into sephora oh my gosh we knew we would have made it and so we kind of you know, submitted product to Sephora and they said no because at the time they were focusing on makeup and skincare wasn't a big focus for them and we didn't have enough traction in retail. And we started winning all of these crazy awards and they contacted us and then we ended up launching with Sephora right at the time that we were developing the second product, the SuperMUD. So Sephora was the launch platform for SuperMUD and we launched with Sephora and it was like an all-store launch with our SuperMUD um and the sales were like off the chart like insane like Sephora had never seen numbers like that like it it was crazy and so that's when we were kind of like okay <laughs> i think this is like really something big um and the brand it's crazy we we sold to Estee Lauder in January of 2015 so that's within 3 years and within 3 years we were already in 80 countries and over 6,000 stores before the sale. Wow. So, like, we did all this ourselves. Do you attribute that to a really great product, social media? Like, what are your reasons that you think your product went so viral? So, you know, we got all of our international distribution because of the fact that it was one. And then two SKUs. That was it. There was no other products. They didn't was... have to
2: place huge POs with multiple SKUs.
0: Exactly. They didn't have to ask retailers to take away space from their bread and butter, like the Estee Lauders, like the you know La Mer's or the you know, whoever the Chanel's. Um, it was an easy sell-in for them. And also the fact that it delivered instant results and that it actually delivered on what we're saying it did. So, you know, you used it, you saw the difference in your skin. So it was an an easier sell-in. And then consumers really were receptive to this whole instant thing. So, um, you know, and for us, social media really didn't take off until about two years ago. You know, that was really, it wasn't what made Glow, It was really the press. It was the, you know, we built this sort of cult following because of the results.
2: So at this point, it's obviously a huge success story uh, but I'm sure there was a ton of struggles along the way do you have any favorite struggles or favorite failures that you ha- or maybe not call them failures but <laughs> bumps in the road that you had along the way because I'm sure it's when you hear this story it sounds like it was easy and obviously it has not been yeah um, is there anything you could point to or th- anything that comes to mind
0: I mean I remember one time uh, it was sort of around the time what was it for Neiman specifically Um, And we had changed the box manufacturer. So originally we were producing, I don't know, in China. Then we brought it back here to LA because we wanted everything to be made here. And somehow the boxes started coming apart and they're like sitting on the shelf at Neiman's like completely coming unglued, like terrible. You know, that's like not the place for this to happen. We had to pull everything back. And I remember we had had really nobody working for us. It was the two of us. And I think we had two or three people at the time. Um, So we go to the warehouse. We had to unbox like thousands of products and like rebox them all ourselves because we didn't know exactly what to do for quality control and how to kind of monitor this and what to look for, you know, what to ask for. And it was it was kind of crazy. But, you know, there's it's also trying to figure out how to navigate with different worlds. Right. So different countries with different cultures, um and everybody is so different, you know. And so we had to really figure out how to navigate that. But for me that was like the worst because it was terrible, <laughs> you know, and then we literally had to sit there and rebox ourselves. But what, we learned from
1: it. What would your advice be to an entrepreneur who's just starting out? Do you have a, like maybe a couple tips or tricks
0: that that you would advise them on? Yeah, I mean I think one of the things is, you know, don't let anybody tell you no, you know. There's there's nothing wrong with trying. If you fail, you fail, but you learn from it, you know? So if you have an idea or if you have something that you want to do, go for it, you know, and just give it your all. Surround yourself with amazing people that, you know, can kind of lift you up, that can help you and guide you. Um, and know that there's also going to be those people around that are going to be very negative because they don't want you to succeed for whatever the reason is, you know? It's jealousy or you know, whatever. Um, But really surround yourself with people who, you know, know more than you because you don't know everything, you know. And I've always said, I don't know everything. Like I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I think being able to understand those qualities in yourself and surround yourself with people that can kind of fill in those gaps and give you great advice or just be there, I think is, is really important.
1: If you were structuring Glam Glow right now today with everything you know, what would you have done differently than when you started?
0: I would have had more people. <laughs> you would have built a bigger team. I would team. have had a bigger team, yeah. Because I mean, well, like I was, how big,
1: Would you, it would like 10, 20,
0: like what, do you, what is a bigger team compared to what you had? I mean, when we sold, so when we sold to Lauter, Lauder, I think we had 12 people and we were, you know, in 80 countries, 6,000 stores. I mean, I think I slept.
2: So people were working their faces off in of
0: Yeah, their, and you know. everybody loved it and it was like a family environment. You know, we worked out of our home for most of the time. Um, but it was hard. I mean, I, I barely slept and dealing with so many countries, everybody's on different time zones. So I think maybe for, you know, those few years, I probably slept two, three hours a night. I mean, you know, it, it was crazy. And I mean, at some points I had to break down where I'm like crying cause I was like so exhausted, but you know, and the one thing that everybody always said to me, all the distributors we worked with, all the retailers, any partner that we had, they, they always said to me you always make us feel like we are the only one that you deal with and i think that's super important like for my team i was like we respond in less than 24 hours even if it's a email that says i got your email i'll get back to you don't like let it go you know unheard like don't make people chase you up and always make people feel like they're special and they're like we know how busy you are but we never feel like there's anybody else You're just a human us.
2: connection yeah yeah how do you feel the landscapes cha- i mean so we're going back you know retail played a large part obviously mm-hmm. in this story how do you look at how the landscape is now with direct-to-consumer being such a large um player in the space now you know like yeah. d- direct stores like do you think do you see a shift and if you were doing it now do you think that would have a large impact would you do it any differently
0: yeah i mean definitely a huge shift i mean look we all go to malls you know or different pl- and there's nobody there you know and and retail really is suffering I mean there's definitely stores that are still doing really well but online we all shop online we probably all prefer to shop online more than going into a store and so you know the retail landscape has definitely changed in that sense you know the dot-com business or the direct-to-consumer is um, much bigger Yeah. yeah it's not slowing down it's growing faster than you know anything it's it's unbelievable and you know I think at some point you know retail as we know it will completely be gone. I think like our kids won't know what it's like to go shop in a mall. I look like so at retail crazy.
2: now more as like brand partners and strategic mm-hmm. brand partners, right? Yeah. And retail is really the or not retail but direct to consumer being the hub. Mm-hmm. So I think there's always going to be a place to play in retail but yeah. not from a sales standpoint yeah. for so long.
0: Yeah, I think at some point, you know, um you know Retail, it might be more of experiential kind of things, more so than going and shopping in the mall, maybe it's a way to experience something differently. Like pop-ups, I think right. too. Right, pop-ups Absolutely. are crazy. Yeah, I think that that's right. been really crazy. Yeah.
1: What does it feel like when you, I mean, walk me through this. You you, you just get an email from Estee Lauder saying, hey, we're <laughs> interested in buying your company. I, I think you said on Brooke Burke's podcast that there was other people that had made you offers. I wanna know how that process went and how you made the decision to go with Estee Lauder.
0: Yeah. So pretty much from day one, um, we started getting emails and phone calls from different people wanting to buy the brand name, wanting to invest, you know, and, you know, I would always take the calls and say thank you. And I would keep a little file. Um, But, you know, we're never interested and but always be very polite with people. And so we got to the point where. It was about three years in, again, 80 countries, 6,000 stores. You still know, no investors. Still no investors, no loans, no debt. Wow. Um, doing it all ourselves. And so, like I said, you know, we, you know what you're good at and you well, you should know what you're good at and you should know what you're not good at. And so neither one of us had ever grown a company to, you know, $50 million company. Um, and that's where we're at and we're like okay well now what do we do we're on this crazy high winning every award you could possibly imagine sales were off the chart and we didn't have many products still at this time I think we barely had five masks and that was it so we didn't have a huge assortment Um, but we thought we're gonna make one mistake and do just one thing wrong and it's just all gonna come down and so we felt like well we're getting all these inquiries still, maybe it's time to think about bringing somebody in. you know. But what did that look like for us? We had no idea. We didn't know if we wanted to just take in on an investor, sell the whole company, a majority, a minority, we had no idea. So we had met a few different um, like banking firms and things and advisors and they told us kind of how this whole process works so we finally were at a point where we're like let's take it to market and see so we did what's this book that they do for brands that want to go out and sell their company and you put this like amazing book together pictures and all the numbers and everything and so we did this and we were just about to go to market and uh, Estee Lauder had called the the day before we were about to go to market and said you know we're really interested in talking to you And we said well funny enough this is what's you know going on but we still went to market. You know, we said, "Look, we want to see what's out there. We don't know. We thank you very much. We'll send you the book." You know, and so for a year we had. Uh, it was a year process. We had about fifty-four different companies interested in the brand all, from all strategic. A bad
2: position to be in.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a bad position. It was overwhelming, but. Um, from strategics uh, like the Lauders, the L'Oreal's, and those types of people to the private equities, different venture capital companies. And so we started weeding through them all. And for us it was, you know, we had built this family environment and that's what we really wanted. We wanted somebody that wanted us still to be involved because we weren't ready to walk away. We wanted somebody that really had international experience because we were so international and to help us continue to grow. Um, and so we, we did all these different meetings from LA to New York over the year time, and it was, it was crazy because we kind of, you know, had to be all secret secretive. Um, and then we narrowed it down to like our top you know, five, and then from there you whittle it down. And then there was the top two, which Estee Lauder was one of them. And for us, it was every time we went to the Estee Lauder offices, you know, it was started by, you know, Estee Lauder and it's still family run. And so it was very family environment. And every time we went there, you know, it was, we felt very warm and that they were so happy to see us and like we were part of the family. Um, and so that was kind of the biggest thing for us. It wasn't as much about who's going to pay the most money or who's going to, you know, do this or that. It was like that feeling. So you and,
2: built this thing up and you didn't want to just give it to anybody.
0: Right. So, uh, well, what about like the brand integrity? Do you
1: say to Estee Lauder, listen, you can't change the formulas. These are our formulas. You have to continue to do
0: this. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I think is a misconception for a lot of people is that when these big brands buy the smaller brands, they come in and they change the formulas to save money and all this. And that's not actually not the case. The only times formula changes is when regulations change. Because ingredients sometimes, you know, for some reason you can't use it anymore or it's not allowed in a certain country, but it's allowed in this country. So if you want to make it globally compliant, you find an ingredient. So I think a lot of times that's a bit a big misconception, but they were very much, we don't want to change anything. We couldn't have done what you did. And if you want to walk away after you sell the company, we're not interested because you are glam glow. So if you still want to be here, which we did... Then this is a perfect fit for us because you know you are the visionary and this is what we what we see. Um, and they they leave us alone. I mean, of course it's a big public company and you have to follow like certain things that you know big public public company would do. But they really leave us to be glam glow, you know. And and speed, you know, speed to market was huge for us. You know, we weren't going to take eighteen months to two years that a lot of the brands do to bring a product to market. It was like. If we see an opportunity, we're going for it. So, you know, kind of still allowing us to do that. Um, they give
2: you that like manufacturing distribution power. Yeah. Instantly, right? Yeah. That's a big thing is lead times, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what is
1: your day to day now that you've sold the company? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm interested to know, like, you know, we saw how it was before and now you're with Estee Lauder. What's, is it still the same day to day? Is the office
0: space changed? Like, is there, is, how many people are working for you? What's it like? Yeah. So the office space has not changed. We, um, well, it changed because we were working out of our home and then before the sale, we moved to up in the Hollywood Hills is amazing space. That you were working out of your home. And yeah. Now, oh yeah, my gosh. Crazy. But we have this amazing space. We'll have to come by up in the Hollywood Hills. It's this, you know, beautiful It was built in 1924. I mean, it's amazing space. Um, and so, yeah, we're still there. I didn't want to run the business anymore. You know, I wasn't interested in being the general manager, the CEO or the whatever president, whatever they want to call it. I didn't want to do spreadsheets. I wanted nothing to do with that. You sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had enough. <laughs> but I really, you know, it was being the visionary. It was being the creative. So my role is I'm the creative director. Um, so I'm in charge of everything visual, product development, product ideas, um so anything in that sense. So I do more the fun stuff. <laughs> we have a general manager that like, you know, poor thing has to do all the spreadsheets.
1: Take notes on this episode, <laughs> Michael. Uh-oh. I'm actually this is a random question, but how so you you start you were in your home, you're like you're struggling, you were you know, working full time, you have your daughter, your husband How did your friends and family react when you decide to go all into this company? And it sounds like you really don't, you didn't have time for a long time. That's, to me, it sounds like that. Yeah, I mean. Like you were hustling your ass off. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of in the spot where I'm hustling my ass off, and sometimes it's hard to balance family and friends. How did yeah. they react?
0: Were they understanding? Um, was there you know struggles that you went mm-hmm. through with that? Yeah, I mean they were super understanding. Of course, I missed pretty much everyone's birthdays, you know, any any activity, any kind of party, anything like that. And they, but they were understanding because they saw. What was happening with the brand, and so they were super proud of us. I mean, there was a few people along the way that you know we're no longer friends because this is you know you find out people's true colors, or they're a little jealous, or whatever it might be. Um, I've never changed who I am. You know, I'm still very down to earth. I'm super humble. I'm so grateful, and I've I've never changed. But you realize. Um, But it was hard. I mean, we had a young daughter. We traveled all over the world constantly. Thank God, I had my mom who lived close by, and she retired, um, kind of right at that time, so she was able to take care of our daughter. We've never had a nanny or anything like that. It's just been my mom. But it was hard. We would travel for three weeks at a time, come back, then go away for another two weeks. And I mean, she was little, you know, very little. So for the first few years of her life, I feel like I missed a lot, which that you know is is sad. But now it's an amazing time with her but that was also one of the things too with selling is that I wanted time with my daughter you know I wanted to be a mom I didn't want this crazy life and I wanted to enjoy things a little bit more um so you know I don't have to go to the office every day I'm there you know certain days certain hours I take her to school I pick her up I take her to dance like I'm a mom you know and that's my number one priority I don't do a lot of events I don't just because I'd rather be with my daughter I think if it's something that's important but I'm you know at this time i'm like i just need to kind of get that time back with her that i feel like i missed a little bit
2: i think with with ambitious people though i, I in my opinion is cuz sometimes you can have relationships that feel like they're falling by the wayside and it's not it's not the intention right but sometimes you get am, you have certain ambitions mm-hmm. that you want to satisfy and i think in order to be happy as an individual you have to at least explore that and try mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because you can't if you have these, these outside relationships if you're not happy with yourself and what you're doing then you can't you can't have a good relationship with anybody right like if you don't right. have a good relationship with yourself so
0: uh, right that, i, I,
1: I want to know how you structure your mornings because you're so entrepreneurial i look at you as an entrepreneur maybe you don't you said you, <laughs> you i love you as an entrepreneur i
0: mean it's so funny because even to this day for me it's like i always feel like yes I'm an entrepreneur but like when I look at myself I still see that girl that was working in the law office like you know what I mean? But that just
1: shows that you can you can become an entrepreneur at any age if you're out there and you're listening and you have an idea and you're 45 and you're working at an office 9 to 5 and you have that entrepreneurial spirit you can still be one absolutely you know what I mean? Absolutely you can kind of do you there Yeah. how do you structure your mornings now that um, you're allowed to go into the office when you want is there maybe a mantra or do you meditate what do you do when you
0: wake up? I'm obsessed with people's morning routines. <laughs> so, um, well, so my hus- husband and I we actually got divorced. So now we split our time with our daughter 50 uh, 50. So when I have my daughter, it's very important for me to do my time with uh, with her. So I wake her up every morning. I have my coffee in her bed with her. I bring her breakfast. Not because I'm you know don't want her to get up, but like it's easier than trying to get her down the stairs. So I bring her her breakfast, and we have this like little morning time where we talk. She gets ready for school. I take her to school every morning. She's still at an age where she wants me to walk her in, thank God, because... How old is she? She's going to be 10 uh, next week. Yeah. But some of the girls are like, no, drop off. And she's still like, come on, mom, let's go. I'm like, thank God. you know? <laughs> Thank God. But then after that, um, you know, I started really focusing on myself a couple years ago Um, and the last year really I found this amazing workout that I'm obsessed with and it's like old school bodybuilding weightlifting um, but it's actually in a class setting so I do that pretty much every day it's called Novo Body it's in Encino and um, I'm actually obsessed with it it's totally like changed my body but also mind like mentally it's just like helped me how many days a week I go like 5 6 days a week. Wow. Yeah. So I take her to school, I'll go do my workout, usually I take the 8:30 class. <laughs> and uh then it depends either I go home shower sometimes I hate to say it I go straight to the office sweaty oh me too I've like never wash <laughs> my <That's> hair like, <laughs> like what
2: play out of Lauren's book yeah. right
0: they, yeah. they know it's like oh there she, there she goes yeah. again I'm like sorry guys you know but I'm either
1: whatever. on like a hundred percent like I'm all made up or I look like full homeless yeah there's no in between no here in-between. No, yeah. no no yeah. no I'm either it's zero yeah. to sixty yeah
0: but I mean I'm obsessed with it and so it depends if I go in the office then I go to the office if I don't go to the office Um, Sometimes I'll do a second workout. I just started Bikram yoga. I'm a little crazy right now, but... How do you do
1: Bikram (laughs) yoga with your hair? I feel like your hair gets dirty. Oh,
0: yeah. You just have to wash your hair every day. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Is there
1: something that you do to wind down at night? Um, Is there a certain
0: bedtime that you have? Or is it just kind of... it, It goes by different each day? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, if I have my daughter then you know of course we do homework and we have dinner and you know we kind of have our routine Tuesdays are always our taco Tuesday night or you know what have you so I set these little things with her but um usually I get her to bed you know by nine, and then maybe I take an hour and have a glass of wine, or just sit and watch a little, you know, reality TV. But oh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, it's funny. It, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I try to go to bed, you know, by eleven. Um, You're but- good. Yeah, 11 is
1: pretty good. Yeah. But you good. I want to point out that it sounds like you had to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like you hustled your ass yeah. off and now you're able to be comfortable. like Right. That. Yeah.
0: I mean, I never went to bed at 11 o'clock before. Are you <laughs> kidding? Like, <laughs> I think I went to bed at like six in the morning for an hour, you know, like that was it, you know.
1: What's a book, a resource, a podcast that you would recommend to our audience that um, has impacted you? It could be any. It could be a quote. It could be something that you look towards. a bad, I don't podcast. (laughs) No, it could be an audiobook. It could be a television show. Just (laughs) even if it's Housewives, just maybe Housewives you tune out to. Like it could be anything. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm so bad. Um, Hmm. maybe a website an instagram account anything <laughs> inspirational that you look to that you
2: like a meme a
1: meme oh my a gosh, meme. Oh my gosh.
2: Uh, i look at a lot of memes and it Yikes. could be
1: something creatives too like something that um that like that, that's inspired glam glow overall like i feel like there's so many colors and you guys have glitter and and metallics yeah. and just something that you do for inspiration <sighs> could even be your travel.
0: workout travel you know i mean i love to travel um, and I think, you know, you can get so much inspiration and in food, you know, right, especially right now, like right now is such a time where I'm super inspired by all of like the health and wellness. I think that's one of the things why even with my workout, um, you know, it's really changed my mind and kind of taken me to a different place. But I think when you look at inspiration, it's like, how can we bring all this health and wellness into other aspects of our life? So not only are we drinking these juices, but how can we use some of this stuff and put it on our skin, right? And so, I mean, for me, that's kind of a thing, but I also love to travel. I love to see new places. I love, you know. um, Favorite
1: place ever?
0: (laughs) Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, we were just talking about it. I know like for me, it's been my favorite it's beautiful maybe it's like the experience we were talking about that maybe the experience i had an amazing crew i was with my boyfriend which we had the most amazing time so it was like you know maybe it's all of it you know if i had to take different people or whatever it might have been a different experience but what's next for you um as far as travel anything
2: business travel life
0: yeah business travel life Hmm. um well business wise it's just yeah business wise it's still you know driving glam glow, driving the innovation, uh, taking us to the next level, you know, and how, what are those new products, the new innovation that we can, that we can do. Um, You know, continuing to travel for me is really important. Um, You know, I'm going to Costa Rica for New Year's, I'm trying to figure out like next summer's vacation for my daughter, Um, but I wanna try new places, places I haven't been. Um, But definitely for glam glow, it's how can we take this health and wellness and bring it into glam glow and still stay sexy, disruptive, and fun. But again, bringing in that health and wellness aspect to it. Cause I think that's super important.
1: Does Keanu, am I saying that right? Yeah. Keanu still use the mask. I don't know. Keanu, do you use the mask?
2: Go <laughs> listen to this show and call it Yeah. Well.
1: Keanu doesn't have an know. Instagram. Am I saying his name right? Keanu, Kanu. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at pronouncing
0: fine. stuff. Where can everyone find you and your company? Pimp yourself out. Oh gosh. Well, the funny thing is, so I was so anti Instagram for so many years. Glam Glow, of course, has Instagram. So I looked, Do you know you
1: joined Instagram the day I listened to the Brooke Burke podcast? Really? Because I wanted to reach out to How you. Know you know that? Because I, she. I, looked I had for like her. no followers. <laughs> I looked for her on Instagram. Nothing. Then for something like Chris Dillon tagged you shout um, out to Chris Dillon. Chris Dillon Hi. My guy. My bestie. He tagged you and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so weird. You got Instagram like the day after yeah. I listened to Brooke Burke's podcast. Yeah. So
0: I was like anti, we would do like influencer events and all these things. Oh, what's your Instagram? I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? And I was like, I'm never going to have an Instagram just because whatever. Um, but you know, it's obviously at glam glow for glam glow. And then I'm now at glam Shan with two N's and, um, and it's been kind of fun. I don't know why I was so anti it. I think I just thought it required a lot of work and I don't really like taking pictures of myself and like, I like, like your Instagram. It's very Thanks. inspiring. Thanks. I like watching your workouts and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like, everybody's like tired of me showing pictures of me kissing uh. with my boyfriend. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And so, you know, obviously at Glamgla for Instagram at Glamshan for me and then glam goes available worldwide, but you know, Sephora, Neiman's, Nordstrom, what's the mask um, they should start out with? Com.
1: Oh, gosh. You know, it's like if you have...
0: That's the problem. If you have, like, multiple kids, how do you say who is your favorite kid? I'm going to make the decision. I like the silver mask, and I'll tell
1: you why you're going to think I'm crazy. I like the silver mask because when you social media,
0: it brightens the whites of your eyes and your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good one. (laughs) I mean, I think definitely... Yes. Any of them depends on your skin. But for me, youth mud is my baby. So, you know, that one and super mud, which is any kind of pore problems, any kind of blemishes or things like that. Um, Keanu was the youth mud, youth right? Mud, Michael's yeah. going to want to
1: try that one. I know. Michael yeah. loves skincare. He it's has like a 12-step oh, yeah, routine. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it's going to tingle. You're the, gonna f- feel. I think it's the
2: first child that's the favorite because I'm the eldest child. Oh, like,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom, if you're listening. He, he really does have a 12-step um, skincare routine. <laughs> uh,
2: well, at this point, I look like an old weathered saddle before. Like, there if you, you go. Met you met look, a few look good, ago, yeah, look I would have looked like faces on the floor. Shannon,
1: thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thanks so much. You guys follow her on Insta.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to check out the new podcast site over at tscpodcast.com. All of the show notes from this episode and all of our other episodes can be found there. It's a really great resource that highlights all of the awesome people that we've talked to on this podcast, all the different books and resources they've recommended, all the different services, as well as the things that yours truly and Lauren have recommended. It also has a section for new listeners trying to get caught up to speed with the show. So check it out at tscpodcast.com. For those of you that are too lazy to get over over to the web and do what us old people do jump onto your instagram and check out tsc podcast with all the resources there as well we will be back next week
1: this episode was brought to you by casper casper offers the most comfortable and affordable mattresses on the market with over 30,000 five star reviews and over a million satisfied customers you can trust that casper does what they say and that's providing better sleep which leads to better everything you and i both know that Casper mattresses are built with zone support memory foam and breathable open cell foam to keep you cool while you sleep. Michael and I recently got rid of our overpriced mattress, which was killing Michael's hips and not keeping us cool, and got Casper's mattress. We really, really like this mattress. We cannot say enough good things about it. So to try Casper, go to www.casper.com skinny and use code skinny to get $50 towards select mattresses with a 100-day money-back guarantee trial and free shipping. Again, that's casper.com slash skinny and use promo code skinny. Terms and conditions
2: apply. This episode was brought to you by Liquid IV, the insane tasting and portable powder drink mix. So basically, Liquid IV is changing and enhancing the way we hydrate. Liquid IV uses breakthrough cellular transport technology, also known as CTT, to deliver hydration to the bloodstream even faster and more efficiently than just water alone. Here's the deal, guys. I use this every time I work out now. When I'm feeling dehydrated, I use it if I'm a little bit hungover, need something to pick me up, or if I'm just feeling like the skin needs a little bit of a hydration boost. Okay. so for those of you that want to try this product the team at liquid iv is offering all of our listeners 15 percent off at checkout when you enter code skinny 15 definitely try this if you're jet lagged you won't be sorry so go to liquid-iv.com and enter code skinny 15 at checkout to try the product